Welcome, friends, to Voices of the Sacred Feminine, whether you're across town or across the globe. I'm your host, Karen Tate, voted one of the 13 most influential women of goddess spirituality because of this very show, Voices of the Sacred Feminine. Thank you for your listener loyalty and for being such an important part of the Voices of the Sacred Feminine family from wherever you're listening from. And I know the demographics are far and wide, Dubai, Italy, the UK, Australia, across the United States, down south of the United States, just to name just a few of the places some of our listeners call home. And that cut opening tonight's show uh, was called Awaken by Alea Deo. And it's so appropriate, not just for the mission statement of Voices of the Sacred Feminine, but for the whole goddess movement alike. And for tonight's show, as I welcome all the facilitators participating in the upcoming Nashville Goddess Conference, who will come on and have a chat with me and share just a little bit of what they'll present in Nashville in July. You know, most of us have come to realize patriarchy, rule by male-dominated society, revering solely a male god, well, you know, it's just not working for Mother Earth and most of the people on the planet. How do we counter beliefs that there is no other option but the authoritarian father and all he's brought us? How does society go about making a course correction? How do ideas that permeate every level of society, from womb to tomb, boardroom to bedroom, voting booth to the workplace, shift into a more fair, equal, and just world of partnership, caring, sharing, peace, balance? Those are exactly the questions discussed on this long-running radio show, Voices of the Sacred Feminine, dedicated to the sacred feminine as deity, archetype, and ideal. Never before has an internet radio show cast such a wide net to include so many voices whose ideals are in alignment with sacred feminine liberation theology. You know, uh, I believe, as do so many others, if we can imagine it, vision it, and restore ancient truth swept beneath the rug and kicked to the curb by patriarchy, then we can manifest it. Tune in and hear solutions from these visionaries, scholars, way-showers, foremothers, and activists, women and men alike, dedicated to reshaping the world. That's a very important reason for the upcoming Nashville Conference, so that we can share our wisdom, intuition, and intellect, women with our like-minded brothers, so that we can continue to be like water wearing away rock as we dissolve and dismantle the patriarchy that is so damaging and causes so much suffering for the most of us. In that vein of thought, let me share a quote from Jane Horwick Collins. It goes like this. Jane says, and I quote, Part of healing the wounded feminine and reclaiming feminine wisdom is for the women to reconnect, to come together as sisters with a common mission rather than stay isolated and reinforce a divisiveness which disempowers us all and weakens our efforts, unquote. Those are the words of Jane Harwick Collings. 
You know, we must be re- become responsible for our own educations, be our own spiritual authority, and give ourselves permission to be the creatrixes and creators of a new normal. We must find ways to reconnect to our innate feminine wisdom, men and women alike, and the oneness with the great she. And that vein of thought, here's a quote from Jean Shinoda Bolin. She says, and I quote, Women's mysteries, the blood mysteries of the body, are not the same as the physical realities of menstruation, lactation, pregnancy, and menopause. For physiology to become mystery, a mystical affiliation must be made between a woman and the archetypal feminine. A woman must sense, know, or imagine herself as woman, as goddess, as an embodiment of the feminine principle. Under patriarchy, this connection has been suppressed. There are no words or rituals that celebrate the connection between a woman's physiological initiations and spiritual meaning, unquote. Those are the words of Jean Shinoda Bowen. Tonight you will get to hear just a little tease of what's going to happen at the Nashville Goddess Conference in July. It's going to be a fantastic conference for women and men. Part of the conference will uh, have a field trip over to the Nashville Museum that is a replica of the Parthenon in Greece, and inside is a huge statue of Athena as she stood in her temple on the Parthenon in Athens. I wrote about this site in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, as one of the 108 sacred sites in my book, Sacred Places of Goddess, which is available either from me, if you'd like it signed, or from Amazon, or any of your uh, local booksellers or online booksellers. It's still available in print. Also with us will be Isadora Liedenfrost, uh, who has been here on the show. She's the documentarian of the Red Tent movie uh, titled Things We Don't Talk About. She is going to be bringing her glorious 3,500-square-foot red tent to the event. Lydia Rule's famous goddess icon spirit banners will, be, will grace the halls of the conference. This is going to be a fabulous weekend, and soon... When she calls in, I'm going to introduce you to the woman who is the center holder and brainchild of the event, Diana Macy's Staley. I'll tell you a little bit about her. Diana Macy Staley is the founder of the Diva of Light Network that focuses on empowering people all around the world by enhancing their lifestyles and passionately advocating and assisting people in many ways. The Diva of Light Network is focused on providing solutions by networking with other leaders in their fields to bring knowledge, events, films, and many types of programs to empower and educate new leaders to help make the changes needed in our world today. It is the year of love and hope, and we want to spread this around the planet and build a brilliant future for our children around the globe. With this, we hope to set an example for others to follow and help bring new leaders to the forefront by providing the tools, support, and knowledge they need to make this world a better place. Those are Diana's words, and no doubt inspiration for the conference. Diana has worked as a consultant in the corporate world for over 20 years, and her main focus was the power industry. She holds a doctorate in anthropology, studying ancient civilizations, and a doctorate in health science research. Her specialty is big data and business intelligence, and she is known as the big data doctor. 
She's a certified life coach, business coach, author, and speaker. And Diana believes that one person coming into your life can make a huge impact and give you the strength, determination, and knowledge you need to change your life forever. Her plan is to reach as many people as she can around the globe. And I'm so glad to be included in this Nashville Goddess Conference. I am actually one of the presenters that uh, will be there in Nashville. It'll be my first trip to Tennessee, and I'm very excited about visiting the museum, seeing the incredible statue of uh, Athena there. We're going to be doing ritual in the museum. There's going to be a uh, red carpet event where we're going to film, uh, where where they're going to show, uh, screen the film Femme, uh, Women Healing the World, which uh, won so many awards. Uh, Also, uh, Isadora is going to be doing a screening of her film, Things We Don't Talk About, you know, there's so much happening the the, the weekend of the, the conference, uh, and it's going to be held at a Sheraton right outside Nashville. So this isn't a camping event. We're not going to rough it. It's going to be at a moderately priced hotel. So I hope if you're within driving distance or if you're in Nashville or if you want to fly in, if this sounds like a good event to you, that you'll tell your friends and you'll come and be a part of it. I'm going to give you the name of just uh, a few of the facilitators uh, that are going to be presenting at the conference. Um, like I said, first up, uh, when she calls in, we're going to talk to Diana Macy Staley, the uh, center holder who organized the event. And then uh, after her, we have uh, Silmara Baruti calling in. Uh, Silmara, uh, incredibly gifted woman, uh, she is going to be uh, talking about the resurrection of the Temple of Isis and uh, why that's important for 21st century women. We also have uh, coming on tonight and at the conference, uh, Patricia Leonard. Uh, She's a visionary and empowered woman with a love for the arts uh, and inspiring others. And, um, you know, she's going to be talking about some of the issues that women must overcome as they move from now to wow. Um, She's going to talk about what motivates her. Uh, and, and uh, you know, what makes this work her purpose and her passion. Uh, we are also going to be talking to uh, Jerry Castronova. Uh, she's a spiritual psychologist, award-winning author, healer, order, artist, world traveler. Um, she's going to be doing workshops on past lives, Egyptian myth and magic, mystical writing, and... Um, you know, she's going to be talking a little bit about some things I know quite a lot about, uh, sacred sites that she's explored. Also, uh, she's the um, orig- the creator of Game Board uh, of the Goddess, and we will be uh, chatting about, uh, about that because she's going to present that at the conference. Uh, Jane Doherty is another one of the women who uh, we'll talk to tonight. Uh, she's also one of the presenters. Uh, Jane is um, named one of the top 20 psychics, uh, and uh, she's going to tell about uh, her calling as a psychic. And, um, you, know, you know, she will be uh, talking to us about uh, those, the crystal skulls that, um, you know, are, are famous these days and I uh, have so many people who are, are just intrigued with uh, you know their meaning and uh, what we can glean from them 
And our final guest tonight uh, is going to be Celeste Yarnell. Uh Celeste, incredible woman. She's a Ph.D. author, holistic activist. Um, she has so much to talk about. Uh, she was also in the uh, movie with me, Fem Women Healing the World. Um, and, uh, you know, she... Uh, Funny that uh, her and I met uh, because I have an uh, article in my new book, Goddess Calling, about how ideals of Star Trek are actually similar to uh, ideals of goddess spirituality. And it turns out Celeste used to be uh, one of the actresses that uh, played in uh, the original Star Trek. So uh, that's always fun when we get together and talk about that uh, when we're in the same room. So Celeste will be with us tonight, and um, she uh, obviously will be at the conference as well. Uh, one of the only conference presenters that um, won't be with us tonight but will be at the conference is uh, Bambo Ada. Uh, from Senegal, uh, although she lives in Los Angeles now. Uh, Unfortunately, she uh, is not going to be with us tonight because her daughter is graduating, and that, of course, is a very, very special event. Uh, But if you're at the Nashville Goddess Conference, you will be able to meet her there. So I believe uh, Diana might be on my switchboard now. Let me just check. Hi, Diana. Is that you? Yes, that's me. Hey Diana, I've just the... been. I, I thank you for calling in. Um, I've uh, introduced you to uh, to the audience, and uh, I've been talking a little bit about the uh, you know the Nashville conference. And um, I guess um, you know I I wanted to ask you what uh, what was it that inspired you to actually you know be the brainchild and center holder for this conference. Oh, well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for all those wonderful introductions of all the ladies. I was listening while you were talking there, so thank you for that, and thank you for having us uh, come on tonight. Um, Basically, um, I think a lot of it has to do with my project management skills over the years, and I've done other events, and I mainly have worked um, with men in the past, and I've worked with NASCAR and racing boats, and I realized with all of that one day talking to a friend that um, the feminine side of me really wasn't where it needed to be, and um, I wanted to help other women achieve their goals, not only, you know, at home and with family, but within their career and spiritually, and about six years ago, I uh, started to, as they call it, wake up and realize that there is more out there in the world than just what we uh, look at every day and, you know, going to work every day and bringing home, you know, the check and having the family and everything. There was more to it. So um, I came up with this idea to do the conference, um, uh, basically to bring women together and bring some other leaders along and some, you know, I'm looking to empower 200 women by giving them the knowledge, the tools, the confidence, and the guidance that they need to take take their lives to the next level, and actually, Absolutely. you know, do it on on every um, level that we can. And in that, we hope to 
raise their consciousness and help them to become powerful creators because really that's why a lot of us have come here is to create things and um, leave a legacy behind us for you know our children and grandchildren so um, this is the, the main kind of the reason that I guess I put all of this together was to, to kind of step forward and, and be a leader and say, you know, let's bring 200 women to a certain location and help them do the same and then let them take it to their communities and share Absolutely. the same thing. Well, you know, I That's don't kind know of where the idea if came you out. heard the show from the very beginning, but I, I actually... Um, presumed that that was uh you know part of of your uh your mission your calling and uh I read Jane Hardwick Collins quote that said part of the healing the wounded feminine and reclaiming feminine wisdom is for the wisdom uh, is for the women to reconnect to come together as sisters with a common mission rather than stay isolated and reinforce a divisiveness which disempowers us all and weakens our efforts so yeah, I mean, you exactly. know, it was the Dalai Lama who said it would be Western women who would save the world, and I think all of uh, you know women across the globe, uh, you know, coming together in their circles, uh, you know, we are you know like water wearing away rock. You know, I think we yeah. are slowly but surely uh, going to change uh, the planet on which we live for uh, for the good of the most of us. Because as you said, you know, it's gotten to the point where you know, we're like hamsters on a wheel. It's all about bringing home that check. You know, when do we ever hear uh-huh. about our quality of life, you know? You know, when yeah. do we ever hear about what were we really put on this planet to do? Certainly it wasn't to bring home a paycheck. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so, Diana, you know, and, let's and talk. We hope to have a lot of fun, too. Not, you know, we're going to focus on all these things, but at the same time I think that, you know, Part of uh, spirituality is enjoying things and having fun and, and, and meeting people. To me, that's one of my favorite things is to meet new people. And um, I always feel it's a blessing when someone new comes in the door because uh, they bring so much with them. And I think that each person that's going to attend this event is going to bring a lot with them, but I hope that they carry a lot away, too. So. Well, that's that's really great, but and, you know, and I'm glad you uh, punctuated that because, you know, um, I, I think of the sacred feminine uh, very much like so many of us women. You know, we wear a lot of hats, and, uh, you know, we can do two things at once. So we can teach while we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> Yes. And share yes. and share while we're we're having a lot of fun. So speaking of fun, um, why don't you start by telling us uh, about some of the activities that are going to go on? I briefly mentioned Isadora was coming and Lydia's banners would be there, and that there was going to be yes. some sort yes. of beautiful event in the museum where the Athena statue is. But that's about all I said. So I wanted to say <laughs> okay. it for you to um, you know be able to share all the wonderful things that were going to happen. Well, um, the nice part about the location is it's Nashville, which is known as Music City. And it's not just about country music. It's about all types of music. Um, while we're there, we want to honor all the women in music that, that live in Nashville that are out there, a lot of the country music stars. So they'll have invitations to our premiere of uh, Psalm Women Healing the World on Saturday night. Um, Friday night, I'm going to kind of go backwards from there, but uh, Friday night we won't be visiting the museum. We're 
the uh, exact replica of the Parthenon is, and inside is this huge golden statue of Athena, which is absolutely stunning. And um, initially when I started planning the event, I didn't think about it at first, and then I went, oh, my gosh, we have to go see Athena. So um, (laughs) Friday night we're going to do that. Um, During the day on Friday, as people come in, we have a special that um, tonight I wanted to offer this to the first 25 people that go and register after the show, um, they will be able to receive a past life regression class free of charge. Um, If you don't make the first 25, then uh, there will be a charge for that, but it's all on our website, which I'll I'll give you that in a little bit. But um, I'm really excited because we've got vendors coming in, and I'm trying to get things where... You know, we have a little luxury in there, too, and I want to do some gift bags for the ladies um, that come in for the conference. And um, when we open up the uh, the doors for the uh, premiere, that will be open to the public. And so we want to share all these wonderful things with the public as well at the Ryman Auditorium, which is where they hold the Grand Old Opry. It's a very historical location downtown. And then when we finish there, people can kind of go downtown and see what Music City is about. Broadway and 2nd Avenue are there. So you've got the hard rock. And there's country music that is in every little um, a venue there on the street right by the Ryman, and every four hours they change music. <laughs> so, Diana, so, let's, just, let's go back just amazing. a minute to the premiere. Is, is the premiere, is that when there's going to be the screening of Femme, or is that something else? That will be the screening of, of Femme. Okay. They will have that uh, in the evening on Saturday. But during the day on Saturday, we'll be doing the, the conference and all of our speakers will be doing their presentations um, that we have scheduled for Saturday. And then on Sunday, we'll continue to do those. And then um, Sunday afternoon during our brunch, we will have a screening of the uh, Red Tent film um, documentary by uh, Isadora, so she is also going to be doing the decorating with all the red fabric everywhere inside the conference room with the goddess uh, banners. So it'll be very beautiful um, inside. Oh, I'm, I'm and sure it will. Almost, you know, it'll kind of be like our womb, our place to go, because we will be going to different locations, but we're always going to be coming back to that conference room. So it's kind of like going to be our home away from home, I feel. So I'm really so, excited you know, Diana, about it you... because we have so many different people coming in. So, so Diana, do you see this as a conference for when, uh, women and men both or just for women? Um, I actually think it can be for both women and men. Um, We have a lot of men interested in learning about the Divine Feminine, and I think this is another important part that you just brought up because I think it's important that, you know, men, uh, I want to say revisit uh, the fact that, you know, the woman is is the structure of the, the family, and all of us have mothers, whether we're male or female. And so it's it's connecting with, you know, Mother Earth and also, you know, with our own mothers and, and, and learning how important that is and then, you know, connecting that to, you know, on a man's side, their feminine side because, you know, we all have both. We have a masculine right. side and a feminine side. So right. I think for men that are, you know, interested in this, it would be very, very, you know, informative for them so that they can, you know, grow as well in that area. So it could be for both. 
Yeah, and you so know, I do have I, quite I, a few men interested in coming. I, I took Just Kabbalah to learn more classes. about goddesses too. I took uh, took Kabbalah classes not that long ago, and uh, they actually teach the men that um, they will not be happy, joyous, and successful or lead a full life unless they learn to embrace the sacred feminine within themselves and in the outer world. So, you know, I think that's uh, I think a lot of men are really starting to get this that, uh, you know, they can be nurturers, they can be protectors, you know, they don't have to continue to buy into uh, the archetype that patriarchy teaches men they have to be. You know, there there are alternatives. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Diana, um, tell us a little bit more about uh, maybe, uh, you know, the hotel that we're going to be at, maybe the pricing. Um, you know, maybe, you know, get more into the nitty gritty a little bit. Uh, we have about five minutes before um, okay. uh, we'll have Silmara come on. Okay, so um, basically, we are going to have the conference at the Four Point Sheraton, just south of Nashville, and it's the Brentwood Franklin area, which is just south of the city. It's about ten minutes from the airport, so if you're flying in anywhere from around the country, you'll want to fly into the Nashville airport. And um, the hotel rates there, we have a discounted rate of $99 per night for people. So that way, um, for the summer months, uh, for a hotel room, that's very inexpensive for a Sheridan. It's a very, very beautiful hotel, um, five-star hotel. And um, the price of the conference... um, Initially, I started it off a little bit higher, but I wanted to make it affordable for people, so we have it at $333, which is a 333. I thought that would be a a very um, good price for three days of everything that they're going to receive. And um, if they don't get in on the uh, past life regression class, um, there is an additional fee for that if they want to attend that class on Friday. So... um, so what do they get for the three hundred and thirty-three dollars? Um, basically, food, that food includes every day, and that includes food. Um, I have a schedule on the website as far as which meals that includes. And during during the conference, I want to have you know coffee, tea, water, um, and you know some different soft drinks uh, available. Also, some snacks, so that you know during that conference you have that as well. But we're going to have. Um, uh, a dinner that's, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, Saturday. And um, then on Sunday we'll do a brunch. And uh, with the with the dinner on Saturday, it'll kind of be one of those, you know, we'll finish up the conference and we'll hurry up and eat, and then we'll be going over to uh, the Ryman Auditorium for that red carpet event. And so all of those things are included. The red carpet event, going to see the Parthenon, we'll arrange for everyone to have transportation over to that, uh, over to those locations. If they, you know, want to get on the bus with with everyone else, they can. If they drove, they can drive over, um, or if they're local. So, um, but we will have things available so that way that you know everyone uh, can get to that facility that they need to go to. It sounds incredible, um, Diana. I can't wait. <laughs> it, it's really exciting. I mean, I'm trying to think of all the things, but it's it, it's just I've got, um, you know, a lot of different people um, from Nashville. And there's going to be, you know, a little bit of music and and um, 
uh, we'll see what celebrities we get in. I'll start announcing those as they confirm with me to coming to the uh, the actual uh, premiere because we'll make it look like Hollywood. That's my whole okay. plan on Saturday. <laughs> now, um, I, I I know we talked about this was maybe a possibility. I don't know if this is in the structure, but is there just is there a daily rate if you can't stay for the uh, the whole conference or um, <clears throat> or well. I mean, I can I can arrange that if somebody needs it, but I I really would like to see everybody there for the three days if possible because there's so much information and really the way that it's structured, each day is going to build on the on the previous day, and so okay. when we get done on Sunday afternoon and we start wrapping things up, you know, I I think it's important that they're there all three days. Now, if somebody can't make it, um, they can put a special request in with us if for some reason they can't make all three days. um, So what time does everything tip off on Friday? Um, In the morning, um, we're going to start about 10 o'clock with setting people up with um, their booths and things so that people can come in and kind of... uh, go in that direction and, and look around and see, you know, what's available. We'll have um, a lot of uh, our speakers there with their books and they'll sign autographs and whatever um, other vendors are there as well. Um, so three full days. That that's, time. That's, so that way it's kind of a... That's yeah. a deal. Three, three full days, all, you know, just about all your meals, your transportation, uh, the, you know, red carpet screening of Femme, the screening of... Isadora's Red Tent movie, um, all sorts of activities. That's that's a, a pretty good deal, Diana. It's going to be jam-packed. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, well, I have someone who's just popped up on the switchboard a couple minutes ago. I'm not sure if it's Silmora or if we have someone with a question. So let me check in okay. and see who this right. is. Okay. Hi, is this Silmora? Yes, it is. Karen, how are you? Hi, Silmora. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited. You've I'm excited too. To share. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Let me tell listeners a little bit about you, and then we're going to talk about ISIS. Um, so, listeners, we have Silmara Baruti on the line. She is one of the presenters. And Silmara has dedicated over 45 years of her life in learning to master the interplay between metaphysics, mysticism, world religions, and the healing arts. Her spiritual preparation began on the Caribbean island of Jamaica at the tender age of four. Through the lineage of her beloved grandmother, Amanda, she was anointed with a rich heritage of cultural and spiritual wisdom. And under the tutelage of Reverend Judy Jarno, a metaphysician, founder, and director of the Church of Inner Light, Silmara received her certification as a metaphysician Christian minister. And as such, um, well, she's also a certified clinical hypnotherapist, a Reiki master, an aromatherapist, midwife, compassionate, intuitive. She's a busy lady. She's created a healing method that's highly effective, gentle, effortless, and this unique technique of bypassing resistance to healing is known as the SOMA Theta Healing. It's a system of unlocking feelings of joy, of bliss, by applying a conscious theta brainwave and using it to directly access the subconscious mind. It also allows us to identify and transform subconsciously held fears, beliefs, attitudes, expectations, trauma that uh, we bring into our lives. So Sister Silmara, as she's affectionately uh, known, will... um, 
uh, you know, she's going to have uh, provide the opportunity uh, to uh, practice this at the uh, at the conference. But I believe she's also going to be talking about the resurrection of the Temple of Isis. Is that right, Silmora? That is right. Um, after all, we're very much um, excited about the energy of the goddess on the planet right now. So yes, that is what I'll be discussing. It will be a workshop as well as a speech. So, Mara, I'm having just a little bit of trouble hearing you. Um, are you? Uh, can you maybe speak a little bit more directly into is your this, phone? Is this better? Is this better? Um, yeah, I think it is. Just, just try to make sure you don't okay, move the phone um, away from How your mouth. Now? Um, yeah, I, let's let's try it now. Um, well, now you're also the okay. co-writer and editor of the Superior Aspects of wo- Women, Woman. And uh, you have a couple books that are about to be released, I Never Cried for Myself, and the companion book, Meditations to Heal the Soul. Um, you, uh, you come to us with a, a rich, rich history, Silmara, that, that uh, you, uh, everyone who attends the conference will be able to benefit from. Um, where, does, where does ISIS sort of fit into all of this was she the maybe the goddess that called to you you know on your on your path um isis is yes she is ultimately um but she it started out with my deep uh commitment uh to women and uh, women's issue and my concern for women and children and then can you hear me okay Yes, it's much better. Okay. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. And then more recently, although I was more inclusive of the various goddesses, uh, Isis, kind of, she jumped out at me and uh, she became the primary focus. Um, I love all the goddesses. But uh, Isis is very relevant today in the 21st century. And well, she's relevant. Why don't, why don't you speak to that a little bit for for maybe folks out there who don't don't understand how to make that connection? I, I know. Well, I would like to start off with a, a quote um, from Dr. Maya Angelou. Um, the quote is, the desire to reach for the stars is ambitious. The desire to reach hearts is wise. So um, ISIS has been able to reach hearts. She's also known as the goddess of love, and she has done it through very peaceful and gentle means. So um, for the first 200,000 plus years of human life on the planet, the embodiment, the image of the divine, was females who were worshipped as gods. Um, she was involved in the labor of creation in order to nurture the people and care for the earth. Uh, she gives birth, she nourishes, and she is miraculous. She's the one who bleeds yet never dies. She's magical. She's the creator. Yeah. yeah. She's divine. Yeah, I mean, feminine. well, you know, Samara, yeah. you and I have never had a chance to talk about this yet, but what you don't know about me is Isis was the first goddess that I ever uh, felt connected to as well, you know, and we know her as um, she of 10,000 names. In fact, you yeah. talked about how, uh, you know, how popular she was and how loving she was and what a great mother. I mean, her and Osiris were responsible for creating civilization is, you know, one of the, 
uh, you know, their epitaphs. In fact, scholars say that uh, Isis was a very powerful mistress, that Christianity had to do some, uh, you know, some pretty heavy proselytizing and converting to uh, get people to, you know, let go of their ISIS. Uh, people <laughs> felt like she was someone who could understand their suffering, you know, that, uh, um, you know, she could understand the, 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 the problems of humanity. Um, she, she, was, she was an incredible goddess whose worship spread through practically the whole entire world. She is definitely that, and she does. She's known as the goddess, also as the goddess of pain and suffering, because we know the story of her beloved and all that she went through to protect her son. And, in fact, I don't think Christianity has let go of her, but, you know, there's a saying, if you can't beat them, join them. And <laughs> then at least <laughs> once you join them, you have an opportunity to maybe influence what happens. So Isis is known today as the Madonna. Madonna, Mary and Jesus is a representation of how Christianity has very wonderfully and cleverly used that love for Isis to, as an icon and a deep subconscious resonance within us to respond to the Madonna and child. Absolutely. So, um, she that image of very, Mary very uh, holding Jesus on her lap is really just mm-hmm. a uh, a copy of Isis uh, holding a Horus on uh, on her yes. lap, after yes. all. Yes, the major difference, is, though, is that Isis was a woman of power. She was a woman of action. She yes. took charge, and she made things happen. And, I mean, she's not a myth. She's not a created image. She's a real living person that was alive and to her effort. Uh, she studied at the, at the school of Ra, the temple of Ra, and she was the most excellent student. She surpassed all the males that studied at the temple. And you know, there are stories of how she got her power. Well, there's, um, there's old Egypt story and there's new Egypt story, and they're, they're very different of how she got her power. But she is an extremely powerful woman, and she's very relevant today. So one of the things, Silmara, you're going to be talking about at the conference is the resurrection of the Temple of Isis technique. Um, You know, I don't want you to give it all away, but is there just a couple (laughs) little tantalizing um, things you can tell us about this technique? Absolutely. Well, you know, I was listening in, and, of course, we talked a little bit about the importance of the, the workshop and about restoring balance, uh, both in, the, in men and women. So the, res- the resurrection of the Temple of Isis is not a physical location. The, let's say the temple that we are worth looking at resurrecting is the body temple. Because we've, we have uh, gone past the time where it's necessary. It's still needed, but it's not as necessary to have to go to a temple or a church in order to, to evolve. So the technique is a process that is taught in the temple to women to use their own orgasmic energy and raise their frequency, raise their vibration, become, transform yourself from that woman into a god woman, become a goddess. 
and it's a it's at least a 90-day commitment to begin. Uh, the workshop we will be teaching is uh, we will cover some of the spiritual laws and principles from the goddess Mahat because we do need spiritual foundation. It, it's very relevant. It creates a, an environment of integrity, of trustworthiness. We will be doing a womb wisdom healing. Um, you know, our ancients said womb wisdom is women's work. And we'll be doing sacred womb circles. Our sacred womb circle offers women from all walks of life the freedom and opportunity to affirm that we have the power to restore to health, not only ourselves, but each other as well. And um, we will be focusing on movement, cleansing, chanting, and uh, teaching that is men benefit as well because although this is primarily, the workshop is primarily for women, the techniques that are being taught, men can modify it. And, I, and if uh, men that show up to the workshop, I can share with them how to modify it to keep the energies flowing and to share with the women in their lives. And it, it has to do with, again, the resurrection. So when a woman raises her sexual energy, knows how to manage her orgasmic energy, she is able to heal not just herself, which is the primary reason, but as she heals herself, she becomes a vessel of healing energy just by being there, by being present. And this is something that she can transmit to her children, to her friends, to her mate. And it's, it's a wonderful as well as a shortcut, believe it or not, to manifestation. Because wow. it's really um, working with your own electromagnetic uh, field. So what happens is, as you, because this uh, ring that you will create around yourself, around your body with your own orgasmic energy, and you don't need a partner to do it, <laughs> and you, as you think the thought, it becomes a reality. And I personally uh, started to do this process, and I am beginning to see um, the manifestation. That happens in my life. I'll be thinking of something, something I want and someone will offer it to me and I don't have to go through all the visualization and the vision board. It helps. You could still use those things. But again, the whole process is something that was that it was thought in the temple in Egypt and um, that's how you move from woman, wonderful woman, to goddesses. Because wow. there is a story about Isis and as she wa I mean there are multiple stories, but I think I'll save those for the workshop. Wow. Well, I, I tell you, Silmara, um, I'm going to be in your workshop. <laughs> I, I think this sounds like an incredible opportunity. Um, I, I think we still have, uh, I think Diana might still uh, be with us here. Let me just check and see. Sure, um, sure. Hang on just a second. Let me unmute. Mm -hmm. Diana, is that you? Uh, it is. Diana, yeah, I guess you've probably been listening to Silmara and I's uh, conversation. Was there anything you wanted to say or add um, before I move on to uh, Patricia, who I think is uh, on the switchboard too? Okay. I just wanted to, to make mention of where to go to sign up for the conference, which would be our website, which is divaoflightnetwork.com and spelled D-I-V-A of O-V, I'm sorry, O-F, 
L-I-G-H-T network.com. So it's Diva of Light Network. Well, and, and, and there's way, also a um, Facebook page. There's an event on the Facebook uh, as well. Yes, and that's under the Goddess Conference. Um, and you can also go to uh, Diva of Light uh, page, which is on Facebook. But the Goddess Conference is easier to find. And um, that, if you just uh, put it in the top portion there and search for it, it'll show right up. So okay. it's easiest just to send people to the website at the Diva of Light Network, and then that way um, all the information's there. There's um, actually a little film clip of Farm Women Healing the World. Uh, we've got the trailer up there, and then all the information as far as hotel, travel, rooms. Um, if anyone has any questions, just email me on there at the um, uh, contact page. But on that contact page is also where you sign up for the conference. So okay. if anyone you know has any questions for us, they can uh, send the questions at info at devolight.com. Well, thank so you for that, that uh, Diana. I'm, I'm glad you came yes. back on uh, to say that uh, because I, I think you somehow dropped from the switchboard, so I'm glad you, uh, glad you called back in. Um, so, Silmara, um, I want to thank you for uh, for calling in and and uh, giving us a, just a little bit um, a heads up on the wonderful workshop you have planned for the conference. And uh, was there anything else uh, you wanted to say? Uh, any contact information or uh, anything else before we say goodbye to you tonight? No, I think they can uh, go to the website Divas Light and. Uh, from there, where my information is listed there, and they can reach me that way and, and get all the wonderful information about all of us women that will be presented at the same time. Okay. And thank you wonderful. so much, um, Karen, for having me. Well, um, Diana, did you want to stay on with me as I uh, interview the other women, or do you have to leave us? Um, no, I can stay on if you want me to. Sure. Why don't you stay on? Um, you know, there okay. may be an opportunity, uh, you know, for you to chat with us some more. And um, okay. but I w- will go ahead and say good night to Silmara and uh, just say I'm looking forward to seeing you in Nashville, girl. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> good night. So exciting. Okay. Good night. Well, uh, it looks like from area code uh, six one five, I think we have Patricia. Uh, Leonard with us. Uh, Patricia, is that you? Uh, Hang on a second. Patricia? All right, wait a minute. That might be Diana because you're both 615. Patricia? Yes, I'm here, Patricia. Patricia. It's Karen. Welcome to the show. Karen, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Well, I'm so excited to have you, too, and uh, thank you for holding on so patiently until uh, it was your turn. Um, We're going to chat about what uh, you will be talking about at the conference a bit, but let me introduce you to listeners by way of your bio, okay? Great. So listeners, we are about ready to chat with Patricia Leonard. She is a visionary and empowered woman with a love for the arts and inspiring others, this unique formula sets her apart and draws people to her that are longing for personal expression, spiritual growth, and professional satisfaction. She is the creator of Runway to Success, going from now to wow, a system focused in results 
purpose-driven process and guidebook for turning dreams and goals into reality. That's called manifestation out there, ladies and gents. <laughs> yes. She is a dream maker, living the song in her heart, verse by verse and lyric by lyric, and a cheerleader for those individuals and businesses who dare to dream and pursue those dreams. She has a book and a one-woman show titled Wearing High Heels in a Flip-Flop World, focused on coaching and encouraging others to get out of their flip-flop lives and start living. (laughs) Well, that sounds like fun, Patricia. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, you you sound like you're, you're sort of a life coach of sorts. Yes, I am. I am a life and career coach. Um, I work both at the personal and the professional level. And, you know, it doesn't matter. We all have dreams, so it doesn't really matter matter where your focus is. Um, everybody has a dream regardless of their title, their name, their background. So that's what I like to work with is finding what their dreams are, because that's one reason I'm so excited about this conference, because I believe that um, it's a chance for people not to only make uh, practical plans for life, but it takes a lot of belief and faith and um, affirmations. So it's a nice combination of the practical side of life, which is what I deliver a lot of, along with integrating the spiritual side of life that we um, are each made up of. Well, you know, um, I don't, I don't know if you heard the very beginning of the show, but you know, I was talking about the goddess spirituality movement, and mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. we're trying to reshape mm-hmm. the world. I would imagine yeah. that, um, you know, as as we're trying to re- replace patriarchy with ideals of the sacred feminine, you know, as as we're trying to remake society, I would mm-hmm. imagine, um, you know, some of the principles you teach would come mm-hmm. into play for social justice activists even, wouldn't it? You're absolutely right. You know, Karen, our world is in a major transition now, and specifically women to start recognizing that they're they're key in this transitioning role and that it is an integrating of the whole person. And you're absolutely right. It is taking a lot of... um, if you will, the goddess formats and thinking that we've had and taking that into some practical application, not taking it away at all because it's still very valid and very important because it is the core, the basis of where it all comes from. But I think what now is we're looking at how do we bring that into this day and age in a way um, that helps people move forward without losing, without losing that significance of the spiritual self and the goddess self? So you're right on. That's exactly where we are. So, Patricia, tell me, what, what's the biggest mistake people make when they try to manifest things and it just doesn't seem to happen. Um, is, is there a common mistake that where we go wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Karen, I was just uh, meeting with, uh, talking with a client today, and um, she is, she's on her third book now, and yet she doesn't have a lot of confidence in the fact that she's got any talent at all. And I think that where many of us go um, 
astray and lose that forward movement that we, we wanted in our heart. And here's what happens. People feel like that there's something inside of them needing to be expressed. And yet, they can't seem to pull it out. And the core reason is, I believe that a lot of times they don't have this belief that they have um, what it takes to bring it forth. And so, I believe some of the basic things that get in the way are um, old stories, old uh, societal stories about women, about people. uh, sometimes we feel that we're too old. Sometimes we don't feel that we've got the money. Sometimes we don't feel we've got the talent. Um, a lot of people in my generation were taught, don't reach out and ask for a mentor. We're looking for those kind of things now. And I think for women in general, we have to realize that we create our own glass ceiling by simply putting limits on who we are, what we can accomplish, and um, the kind of talents we have. So I believe those are the things that get in the way, the basic belief. And, you know, I I constantly say when you say, oh, I don't think I could do that, cancel, cancel. (laughs) I always say cancel that thought because we have to quit speaking the language of I can't and start speaking I can. So you think we get in the way of our own success. Um, It it sounds like what what you're saying. Do you think maybe sometimes we say we want it, but maybe we're afraid of it too? Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. if that's in our subconscious, Mm -hmm. can that be Mm -hmm. an unconscious stumbling block? Oh, absolutely. I'm writing a blog this month on, uh, well, I've just finished as a matter of fact, on um, living fearlessly. And you're absolutely right. Fear is, well, if you think about it, from the time we're small, we'll fall and we don't think much about it, but somebody will go, don't get hurt. And so we've got this built into us. And then we may have failed. I don't say that there are any failures, but some people call them failures. But we may not have met our expectations of something in the past. And so we'll let that be the writing factor that says, yes, you'll succeed or you don't. So, yes, we have fear of success and will I be able to handle it. And then another fear that we have, which you just uh, pointed out so eloquently, is that we do have a fear that we wouldn't be able to accomplish what we think we want. So we won't speak it out loud. And, you know, with my clients, (laughs) I know I drive them crazy. It's a big joke. But I'll say, what do you want to do? And I remember one woman I had um, uh, in a consultation one time, and I said, what do you want to do? And she said, Um, I don't know. I said, what do you want to do? She said, oh, well, I don't know. I really don't know. I said, what do you really want to do? And she said, well, I always wanted to, she finally said, okay, if you're pushing me in the corner, I always wanted to be a caterer. And, um, but she said, I can't now. And I said, why? Did you forget how to cook? And she (laughs) said, no, I'm 61. And I said, so who said, who made up that rule? But I thought it was interesting. I said, what's the first step you can take? Because you know what, Karen, most of the time, and this is what I'll be talking about at the conference, we're going to take some first steps at the conference with the the people who are in attendance. First 
steps. We're going to have three steps that we take. And the very first step, I said to her, what could you do? She said, I don't know. I said, how about a business card with your name, your phone number, your email, and that you're a caterer. Now, here's what happened. She said, okay, I'll do it. She came up. I was in line signing books. She came up and she said, oh, my gosh, Miss Leonard, i got to tell you something. I just got my first catering job right here. There were only wow. 200 people there. So, you know, it's, it's like if we can get past the fear of stating it out loud and taking that first possible step, then it happens. You're so right. Fear is the biggest factor. Wow. You, you know, Patricia, um, this is going to be a conference of, uh, of manifestation and transformation. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Diana, yeah. do you have anything you want to say to Patricia before we have about four minutes before we have to uh, move on to Jerry? <clears throat> well, basically, um, Patricia is wonderful. We met many years ago in Nashville, and she has been a mentor to me over the years. I don't think she realized it, but you know, there were some things that she said when we initially met, and she was always, she's always giving me great ideas. And, and she is right. It's like, you know, listening to her, you know, making that first step and saying, you know, what's my dream? What did, what did I always want to do? And sometimes we have to think back to when we were children. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be an artist um, when I was a kid. And so that's something that I still do. Um, and do my artwork um, when I can do it. And, you know, I can actually say, yes, I'm an artist. So, you know, it's really important to, to, to look back in our lives and say, you know, what's that, what's that dream that people told us that we couldn't do sometimes? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Patricia's very, very good with that as far as, you know, bringing those things out. And I think it's going to be valuable. I think when, the, you know, the, the people that attend this conference, when they walk away, they're going to have a plan in place. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's really important, I think, moving forward, um, is that we're going to give you all these different tools, and when you leave, you will be transformed. I can guarantee that. Well, you know, based just, off that, of all just of after speakers. the first couple women, I'm convinced, and we still have a couple <laughs> more to go. <laughs> we're powerful. Well, well Patricia... <laughs> Patricia, it has been it has been sweet oh. speaking to you, dear sister. Um, I look so forward Thanks. to being with you in Nashville and learning from you because you know I got some of my own blocks about things that I haven't been able to manifest. So I'm looking forward to uh, what I can learn from you. Thank you so much. Well, Karen, we just a little secret. We all have them. Me too. I just like to say one thing as I wrap up: life is a gift. The way we wrap it is our choice. Oh, that's lovely. Well, that's well, my Patricia, word to everybody. If you say goodbye, why don't you at least leave us with your website or how to reach you in case mm-hmm. uh, anyone wants to connect with you. Maybe they can't make the conference, but they sure like what you said, and you know, maybe you can help them. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Now, of course, you can see um, my information and my bio on the Goddess Conference information that Diana has put out. But my website is uh, www.patricialeonard.net, and it will be Runway to Success. Okie doke. All right, well, thank thank you you. so much. I'll I'll see you soon in Nashville. I appreciate it so much, and I'm looking so forward to it. Okay, good night. Thanks, good night. Good night. 
she is just so sweet, Diana. I mean, seriously, I just love her to pieces. Um, <laughs> she is a so, great So um, up next, I see she's on the switchboard here. We have Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Karen. Hi, Diana. <clears throat> Hello. Sorry, I, I, I have a little bit of a sore throat, so... Um, Okay, well, we'll we'll be gentle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Jerry, let me start by telling listeners a little bit about you, and then we'll talk about uh, some of the uh, workshop material you're going to share with uh, all of those lucky um, Nashville folks who are going to be at the conference. So, listeners, we are about ready to chat with uh, Jerry Castronova, Ph.D., spiritual psychologist, award-winning author, healer, artist, world traveler. She's trained in traditional clinical psychology and worked in California State Hospitals with mentally ill children and adults. She did a mid-career leap due to life-changing experiences in Egypt, Greece, Britain, and Italy with four decades' experience in the healing arts, poetry, art therapy, rebirthing the divine feminine, past life regression, Egyptology, her books, bring new understanding of the goddess and the uh, at, I can't say the word, it's Atlantis, the Atlantis Mastery Game Board, Ancient Wisdom and Galactic Benevolent Intervention in Humanity's Survival and Ascension. That sure sounds like interesting stuff. Um, Jerry is the lady who created the Goddess Game Board. And I, uh, Jerry, am I right? Is that uh, going to be part of what you're going to present at the conference? Yes. Yes, that's, uh, my talk is titled The Goddess and the Game Board, and it's based on my book of the same title, and the game board will be there. In fact, I just, <laughs> I just got it produced this year, so I'm still introducing it to the world, and it's like presenting my, my newborn baby to the world and saying, isn't she beautiful? <laughs> so, so Jerry, when you say game board, I just want to make sure I'm on the same page with you. Are we talking about like Monopoly or something? Well, um, it's it's not Monopoly. Monopoly is competitive. The mastery game board is cooperative. The game board is a goddess game, and it's not square like Monopoly. It's round. So the goddess symbols are all spirals and circles. And um, this is a very ancient technique. Um, it's from Atlantis, and it was it was played in the Atlantean temples, and um, it was also played in the Isis mystery schools. Wow. Um, so, and, and I assume that's probably channeled information that uh, was downloaded when you were in one of those sacred sites. Yes. Yes. Um, I've been to Egypt three times. And um, the last time I was there, I was taken to a chamber in Saqqara, right close to the Step Pyramid. And the chamber had just been dug out several months before. And on the wall was, was my vision of the game board that I had had several years before. And that was validation that the game board is real. It's not just my own imagination or vision. And so I will be presenting that. I will talking. I'll, I'll be talking a little bit about archaeology and Egyptology in my talk, because I consider myself an amateur Egyptologist, and a lot of things that I talk about I couldn't if I were a an Egyptologist with a degree in Egyptology. 
So, uh, because I do not uh, walk the standard path of Egyptologists, because a lot of my information is channeled, and a lot of it is remembrance of past lives there in Egypt and Greece and Italy. Right, right. And, um, and that's basically what the game board is all about. It's a technique for remembering our past lives and for completing our karma now. Wow. And so, um, well, this sounds so exciting. It, and, and, you know, and I it, want to comment on that, Jerry. I mean, academia is um, very patriarchal. I mean, we know women yeah. like Maria mm-hmm. Gimbutas, um, who yeah. was able to bring together many disciplines to interpret what she was seeing, was, um, was discredited by the very purest, um, way that archaeology, you know, it's it's very linear. It's very, you know, right. if you absolutely can't prove it, then you can't say it. But you know, we can derive a lot of good um, from uh, from our intuition, which is feminine, not masculine. So I I think what you, what you are doing here, uh, I, I mean, it's it's well, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it's also so goddess oriented, so provocative. Yeah. Um, right. I- as well, um, and I didn't realize that it served a purpose besides just um, something fun to do. It, I mean, it sounds yes, like it can be really important to our life. It's a divine game, and that's what I was told it was. It's a divine game, and I will, I'll tell the story of how I, how I had the vision, how I was led to it by Toth, um, how Isis used it in the temples, and and I remember using it in the temples 10,000 years ago because that was the way we progressed along our path. And it's coming back now. I was given the honor to bring it back in this lifetime so that we, we who were there in the temples in the old days used it and will remember. We'll remember how we used it then and we'll remember to use it now in the same way. And this time it'll be different because we're moving into ascension and it's actually an ascension technique so i'm combining a lifetime of my own learnings and teachings and understandings and experiences into what i'm doing now and this game board is a big part of what i'm doing now and and the reason that i'm here the reason that i came wow. to earth You know, um, Diana, I am so excited about this team of women you have put together for this conference. (laughs) I I, I mean, I just, I hope that, I I hope that we don't have concurrent sessions so that we have to choose between these women. Are we going to actually be able to hear each woman speak? You actually get to hear each one, which that, that's what makes it amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah, because in so many conferences you have to choose and you miss so much. Um, well, Jerry, I'm, I'm really curious, when you downloaded this information, when this came to you, um, were you in Egypt when this, when this inspiration hit? Um, I, was, I was in Egypt, and actually I, I had a... I, an inspiration while I was on the Nile cruise, and it was actually a gift of the Nile because I, I started writing. A, a plot just emerged out of nowhere um, of a story, and it became my book two of my thriller trilogy, which is I call mystical thrillers, and it takes place in Egypt. 
and a part of, of that download was done there. So it's a good thing I took shorthand in the old days because I don't, I, that was before I had a computer with me. So I took it all down in shorthand and transcribed it all when I came back, and I had the basis of a book. Wow, and, that's um, incredible. So, well, now I yeah. know you've you know you, you've been to a, a bunch of sacred sites. You know, I have too. I've written the book Sacred Places of Goddess. But what I'm wondering mm-hmm. is, are you going to teach people techniques in the workshop that will sort of help them open their psychic skills so that maybe whether they're at a sacred site or they're playing the game board or they're maybe in the middle of a ritual invoking goddess, that they can kind of open themselves to divine reception? Yes, (laughs) in a word. Um, Because what I do in in most of my talks is um, how I came about doing what I do and the result, and, uh, you know, I tell people, you can do the same thing, you know. Um, It took me a while. I was trained in clinical traditional psychology. Well, we don't learn what I'm doing now in, in school. What I'm doing now is way beyond, they used to call me the fringe psychologist, because I was way out on the, the furthest edges, and, um, what I was doing 20 years ago is now mainstream psychology because they're talking about spiritual uh, issues and learning how to talk to the inner God goddess. And um, there are psychologists who are doing that training that I don't think they've even done their own process with it. So I've done a lot of my own process, my own experiences, and I will talk about some of that. Yeah, well, and and maybe a, something to punctuate here is that, well, at least you don't list it in your bio. I mean, you are able to do this, and you're not a psychic. Um, so right. I think that's probably really key for those of us who doubt our psychic abilities because right. you're proof that we can do this anyway. It's taken me many years to um, to admit that I'm psychic and intuitive and because I you know, as, a, as a traditional training teaches us, we're not supposed to be psychics. We're not supposed to use our intuition, especially women. And it's taken me many years of not listening to my guidance and going off in the wrong direction and, and, and then coming back and saying, well, I should have listened to that, and now I do, and I am so blessed with the guides that I have because one of them is Isis, one is Toth, one is Mary Magdalene, and they each play parts in my books. And they have come to me in my books and requested to be uh, characters in the books. And they are. They're themselves. And they tell me what they want to say. They dictate um, their, their parts in it and what they would like people to know about them, which is not always well known. So um, I have I have a, a real I have a real advantage in being in both worlds because I can see the traditional techniques of psychology and I can see also what the 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 reason that we're here on Earth at this time is and we're here for a reason and we're here to undergo changes that the Earth is undergoing and Gaia is prompting us 
to help her to evolve <clears throat> as we evolve. And uh, we, we all are here at this time, and we need to take advantage of it. Let's not waste this time because we came back here for a reason. And we have work to do, and we have gifts that we can give others that only we can give. So we need to find out what that is. And finding our own inner goddess, yeah, well, finding our own inner goddess is part of that. Well, Jerry, one last question, and then we're going to uh, get to Jane, who uh, is uh, popped up on the switchboard. We have a couple minutes left with you. Um, you know, from what you're saying, I think we can um, discard the idea that Toth, Isis, Mary Magdalene are just archetypes. It sounds like, to right. me, you believe they are real essences. Do you think they actually ever walked right. on the planet, or do you think they're just yes. energies? What, what, yes, what are they? Them. All of them did. Well, I thought they were all archetypes. I considered them all myth- mythological figures at one time, and, and I taught mythology. And then... Isis came to me one day and said, I am Isis, and I have something to teach you. And that was the start of it. And, um, and she did. She's, she's still with me. Wow. Another, another Isis gal. We have three so yeah. far that yeah. I know of. <laughs> Jerry, well, I, can't... I, don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're all in the same group. I, I don't think, think so a, either. I think she had a plan for us all to be here, so... Uh, yeah, I, I think we're we're all put together to learn together. I, I can just right. see it now, the swirling vortex that is going to be over the hotel with all of us in the same place. <laughs> oh, Jerry, I can't wait to hear your talk. Diana, do you have anything you want to say to Jerry before we have to say goodnight to her for now? Um, I am just really excited that Jerry is is going to be joining us, um, especially with the game board, because to me, um, you know, the Egyptian gods and goddesses are a big part of this, and so anything that we can learn in that area is going to be really exciting, I think. I have not actually played the game board yet, so I am going to be waiting in line. There are very few few have, and the ones that have love it. So, So, Jerry, do you have to... do you have to buy, I mean, you're going to have game boards to sell, and do you have to buy yes. one to take the workshop? Uh, no, but I, I'm not sure about the workshop. Uh, we're going to have to talk about that because it, um, it may be an adjunct to my talk. So uh-huh. I'm not sure how All right, well, we'll figure work. it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, Jerry, thank you so much. I, uh, You know, as, an, as another person who's been to Sacred Sites, I can't wait to share travel stories with you, too. Oh, yeah. I'm look- okay. looking forward to getting to know you better and spending some time with you. Thank you. Well, I am, too, and, and I'm so appreciative of being in this in this conference. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really excited about it. Oh, well, we all are. Thanks to Diana. You know, she's bringing yes. us all together. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm, just, I'm, um, so, I'm excited, too, so I can't yes. <laughs> to contain yourself some days. When you start talking about all these wonderful things and, and yeah. seeing it all flow together, because each person coming in has this, you know, special topic that, or several topics that they're going to cover, and so... 
I can kind of see that big picture coming together. So that's why I know people will be transformed with with, with attending this conference um, because we're going to give everybody, you know, a chance to listen to each one of these people rather than splitting them up and having you pick because I think it would be too hard to pick. So I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. We'd so. have to figure out how to uh, buy locate or something if because uh, we so that we wouldn't. I know, uh, and then we, we've got you know, yeah. we've got all these energies coming from different parts of the U.S. And so you know, Jerry's out in beautiful Sedona, and so she yeah. can bring some of that Sedona energy with her. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. There we go. Okay, well, we have. Um, well, I will have to say good night to you uh, okay. for now, Jerry. Uh, Diana, stay okay. stay with us. Uh, okay. And good I'm night. Gonna... I'm sorry. Good night, ladies. Oh, good night, good night, Jerry, and feel better. <laughs> feel better. Okay. Thank you. So um, I am going to unmute uh, Jane and say hello. Hello, Jane. Hi, Karen. Thank you for being with us tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Well, we have been having a lot of fun here, and I'm looking forward to talking to you. But let me uh, introduce you to my listeners first so they can uh, learn a little bit about you, and uh, we'll chat about uh, what you're going to contribute to the conference, okay? Okay. Sounds great. So Jane Doherty, she has been named one of the top 20 psychics by paranormal expert Dr. Hans Holzer uh, and is the author of Awakening the Mystic Gift. She starred in the international TV show Dead Tenants and has uh, been featured on Fox Network News, CNN, The Today Show, uh, Reuters News Media, MSNBC Investigates, My Ghost Story, Dead Famous, and more than 300 radio shows, including Coast to Coast and The X-Zone. Man, it is real hard to get on those shows. I have been trying for years. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Jane uh, has also been featured in the New York Times, Mystery Magazine, In Light Times, Women's World Weekly, Vision Magazine, Bridal Guide. She recently appeared in a special off-Broadway show and as a main character in the movie Amy, a supernatural thriller, thriller starring Christopher Atkins. And during Jane's tenure presidency of the Jersey Society of Parapsychology in the 90s, she pioneered the use of her talent at historical buildings in a unique way that enabled the other side to reveal secrets of the past for the first time ever and had her spirit findings of notable places featured in books. She lectures on consciousness, empowerment. She teaches psychic development, is also the guardian of two sacred crystal skull artifacts she uses for divination and healing, and her passion is to empower other women. Well, you're, um, you're just in the right place, Jane, with the rest of us. I'm so glad you're going to be at the conference. I'm so excited. So what is it um, you feel you're bringing special to the conference, Jane? Tell me about um, what you're going to teach those folks who are lucky enough to attend. Okay, what I'll be teaching in the first presentation, which is um, will be the first one, I'll be teaching, first of all, one of the things would be to show them and demonstrate the power of thought. We all believe in the power of thought, but this is an actual visual demonstration so that they can really be empowered. And usually when I do it, it it's that wow moment where wow. from that point on, you'll always believe. You won't doubt anymore. And then I'll be sharing tips and techniques and the tools 
that I used uh, to reawaken my own psychic ability, my inner goddess energies. And we'll probably end that presentation with an actual guided hypno-meditation to direct, you know, to facilitate the reawakening of that intuitive psychic gift. You know, Diana, I swear, um, all of these powerful women with all of these incredible wisdom and knowledge to share, uh, the people lucky enough to attend this conference, they're going to walk out changed forever. Yes, yes. Yes, they will. I, I mean, they will. I, I'm being silly, but it's like they're going to be glowing. You know, they're they're going to like vibrate. Um, you know, as as they leave the place and go back home. Uh, you know, to continue their lives with all of this. Uh, in, you know, incredible additional knowledge, knowledge and uh, abilities that uh, maybe they didn't have before. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with all of you, and so I'm already at that level. And <laughs> looking at, you know, putting putting the program together and what we're going to be speaking about and learning as, you know, because some of these things I wasn't familiar with myself, and I'm pretty expanded in my knowledge, but these ladies have so much information and so much knowledge to offer that, you know, you are totally right. We will all be vibrating and uh, a vortex will probably form over the afternoon and have a lot of fun. <laughs> so, Jane, you know, when you said that um, you were going to teach us to do something that, you know, we would learn the power of our thoughts, you know, you reminded me of ages ago I actually did a spoon-bending class. Mm-hmm. And the, the teacher convinced us, you know, she taught us the power of the circle and, you know, the the muscle testing and all of that. And, and we did these visualizations where we saw, you know, uh, heat, heat in our body that moved down our arm, that we transferred into the fork or knife we had in our hand, and then we actually bent it. And I have to tell you, I'm a huge skeptic, and I did not think I was going to be able to do it. So when I did that, it changed my life forever to, you know, to believe that our thoughts were really that powerful. I mean, that was a turning point for me. So I know what you're talking about. Yes, definitely. I mean, that, that would be. That would be. Um, and I love to teach people that about the power of the mind because since I was a teenager, I discovered that myself about the power of thought and became so much more excited as I began to quest for secrets that it it shows that this is real. So um, I'm very excited. Now, you you said in some of the material you sent me for the show tonight that women in ancient cultures knew the secrets of their true selves. Talk a little bit about that, and how are modern women lacking? Well, their true selves, they were, they were born already with the intuitive self open and that divine inner guidance. It was just a natural way of life. So they didn't have to struggle like we do in making decisions and in so many other ways. So it was just natural for them. And once you get back to this intuitive psychic sense, that power comes back where you can use it for healing and manifesting and also for receiving the guidance uh, from the divine. Wow. Um, You know... um 
it, you know, when you think about the what, how patriarchy has really damaged women, you know, and men too. I mean, mm-hmm. men also, um, and it, it, the idea of you know restoring our self esteem, restoring our uh, abilities that you know maybe we just accept it as normal. It it just makes me uh, it makes me cry almost to think that maybe 50 years from now, 100 years from now, as we can dissolve patriarchy, as we can empower women and men, the strides that we really might make to uh, you know elevate our consciousness to you know develop uh, as human beings you know because right now we're still hamsters on a wheel trying to pay yes. the mortgage you know yes. one day we're yes. going to figure out that's not what we're here for mhm mhm and i i know that uh that was part of what happened to me in losing my self confidence and self love is when i got married because i had a husband that was the boss so in, when I developed my psychic ability, all of that came back, the self-love, the self-confidence. And it, it freed me to be able to help others. Well, and you think there's so many women out there who uh, are told stuff like, well, you know, you can't even do yoga because yoga leaves an opening for the devil and evil yes. to enter. And, I mean, the stuff that patriarchy does to prevent women from, uh, and men from reaching their fullest potential. It's really a sin, you know, when you yeah, think it about is. it. And um, your your uh, your workshop, Goddess Mind Power Rediscovered. Um, I, you know, it, it makes me. You know, it's sort of like feminism or or any knowledge. It's mm-hmm. just when you gain this knowledge and you intuitively take it in and you know it's true. You know, you can never go back. And I just feel like as, you know, women start to, um, you know, find their true selves, you know, their authentic selves, and they rediscover uh, and empower themselves, you know, patriarchy yes. is going to dissolve like like sand. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what else, um, Jane, do you want us to know about uh, about your class or about uh, any of your experiences well, uh, or what you want to bring to the conference? Well, I will be bringing the uh, two ancient crystal skulls with me. And what I'll be doing with that is sharing that. And when you're in the presence of one of these skulls, it can accelerate your own awakening and uh, healing and intuitive powers. And also, uh, you can take that skull and download its information and energies into a newly carved one or even a piece of crystal for someone to later use. So in my second presentation, I'll be teaching that ancient technology and demonstrating how the goddesses use them as prayer and motion. They would take the crystal skull and they would actually do four dance steps in order to use the power of that skull and to manifest or get their prayers answered. So wow. I want to teach the women this, very easy steps. They can use either a crystal skull or a piece of crystal. So, Jerry, you know, there's crystal skulls that, um, you know, and I don't know that much about them, but I know they're famous, and I think some of them are missing and all of that sort of stuff. Are these the same, are these the same crystal skulls, or are these sort of just on that, on that same idea? Uh, no, they're the same crystal skulls. Mine were mine are the smaller ones. 
uh, but they were found in in Mexico at a dig near Cuenavaca. So it, they are part of the bigger skulls. Wow, I've, I've spoken be- for four years with the other ones. <laughs> we were all crystal skull guardians. So now, are you going to talk about that too? Are you going to, yes. you know, uh, sort of bring us up to date on the crystal skulls and that whole yes. story mm-hmm. and their importance and all? Yes. And what I also did with Maya in um, 1995 in in the Uxmal in Mexico, she was with me doing a ritual that I was asked to do, taking all the hurt for suffering of women, putting it in the skull and going up to the top of the Pyramid of the Magician, and then that energy was put into Mother Earth to begin a healing energy. And they say mm. there was, I couldn't go up because I had 102 temperature. I did what I did, and only went so far, and another female was then uh, able to carry it forth. And they said that there was actually a bolt of light that went right down into the earth to begin a healing. Wow. Well, now, these um, in your materials, you say, I, I think, that these skulls were first used in Atlantis. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so where did they come from? Are they from, you know, are they like ancient alien stuff or what? That's possible. That's possible. Nobody really knows for sure, but we know that uh, they were used in Atlantis. And the Mayans, the Mayan elders, believe that they are the descendants of Atlantis as well as your early Egyptians. Well, you know, we don't have time to get into it, but I bet there's a story in just how you even came to have them. That's probably pretty oh, interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you're going to have a, a lot to share. Um, I, you're going to have everybody on the edge of their seat, uh, Jane. I can't uh, can't wait for your presentation either. I tell you, <laughs> I'm not going to miss anybody's co-op. <laughs> so, Diana, anything more you want to say to Jane before we uh, say hello to Celeste? Well, what we're going to do is we're actually going to go into. Um, the Parthenon with Maya and that is where we're going to perform the dance and show everyone how to do that dance um, with the goddess Athena in front of us so I think that you know that's going to be an experience Friday night for all of us Um, that's kind of why I wanted to do it in the evening Um, the Parthenon when it's lit up it's it's absolutely amazing at nighttime so We'll be in there, and, and we'll learn how to do that from Jane. Um, she'll show us the four steps, and we can kind of go from there. And those crystal skulls are amazing. I met Jane um, back on twelve, 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 where we did um, a healing at the uh, Miami Circle in Miami first, and then we got on a cruise boat with all the other skulls, and we went through the Bermuda Triangle and went over to Cozumel and performed another ceremony. So... Um, there's a lot there. Um, the, the island that we went to was actually um, known to the Mayans that, that the women would travel there from Mexico if they wanted to become pregnant or if they were having issues becoming pregnant, and so they would travel to that particular island. I did not know that when we first went there, but uh, when we arrived, they gave us a really great tour. So there's there's so much with the crystal skulls that are connected to um, the divine feminine, especially Maya. Um, that was a discussion Jane and I had as far as her bringing the skull. Um, I said, oh, absolutely, you have to bring Maya because she is the, the one of the feminine uh, crystal skulls and represents well, it, the feminine. 
Well, when you think about it, and maybe this is a real oversimplification, and I, I'm sounding silly, but the crystals are the you know they're part of the earth. They're the part of the body of the mother mm-hmm. herself. Could it, I mean yeah. maybe part of it is just that simple? It yes. could be. Could be. Sometimes <laughs> it is very simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but I mean obviously there's there's more to it than that. But um, it makes perfect sense to me that they're made of something of of uh of mother earth herself you know and and uh and thereby you know uh it it is a it is a powerful thing like so many other like people who work with uh you know with stones and um you know other elements of the earth mm-hmm. um well yeah. ladies um hang on here with me uh someone's on the switchboard uh that I don't recognize the phone number so we might have a question so I'm going to check in and see who this is and uh see if they have a question for us Hi, uh, someone there from the 310 area code, um, or do you have a question for one of our guests? Hello? Yes, I'm talking to you. Are you there? Okay, maybe they're just listening, so I will let them continue to listen. Well, um, okay. I think um, that's about it uh, for you, Jane. Uh, is there anything okay. you want to close with uh, before we say goodnight to you? Uh, no, I think that's about it. I think it's going to be one unbelievable conference where everybody will transform. Okay. I, and I am definitely in agreement. I just wanted to mention also that Jane is actually going to be the one that will be performing the past life regression class for us as well. So I wanted to okay. add that in real quick. And um, she's going to be doing that on Friday. Diana, why don't you mention that special again? Because we mentioned it in you know an hour and a half ago. Uh, would you tell us sure. again about that special? Um, basically, the the first um, twenty five people to go and register for the conference um, that are listening to our um, broadcast here um, will get that past life regression special session that we're doing. It's outside of the regular conference. Um, activities that we have so it's kind of like a bonus item so um if you hurry up and get signed up then you know you'll you'll be involved in that it'll be added to your um ticket that you do not have to pay for it so basically it's free um if you sign up early it's kind of our early bird special you could say so, okay, um, and um, you know, Diana, maybe it, it would be helpful yeah. if you have time to um, Facebook us a message or email us so that um, the presenters can all share that special to maybe encourage those early bird signups. Right. Yeah. I know you put we, it out we once have that already. On the, but um, yeah, I actually, I think I just posted it again today on my page. Okay. So I will go back in and and kind of put that up at the top on the Goddess uh, Conference page. Okay, uh, So that way good. if anyone needs the email address or anything like that or any additional information, they can get a hold of us there. Okay. Well, next up we have, um, last but not least, our beloved Cel- sister, Celeste Jornel. Hi, Celeste. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm doing great. I think you've been listening to us for a little while, huh? I just got in on the tail end of uh, Jane and Diana, and it's wonderful to be with you all. Well, I got to tell you, having spoken to all the women, I am like ten times more excited than I than I was even before. Uh, what a great lineup of presenters uh, is going to be at this conference. Uh, I'm I'm excited too. 
Well, well, Celeste, I know um, you're going to be doing a presentation as well, and I want to get into that. But let me uh, introduce you to listeners first uh, so they know a little bit about you. Um, So, listeners, we are talking to uh, our final presenter for the night, uh, Celeste Jornel, Ph.D. Uh, She's an author, a holistic activist for both people as well as our companion dogs and cats. She's a speaker and actress who has starred in many motion pictures, including co-starring opposite Elvis Presley and Live a Little Love, uh, Live a Little Love a Little, Little Blah. Uh, Celeste guest starred on a myriad of uh, television shows, including the highly popular Star Trek and the classic episode entitled The Apple. Celeste and her husband and partner Nazim, um, artist, produced the documentary Femme, Women Healing the World, and Celeste is also a featured speaker in the film as well. They're also currently working on a feature film comedy spoof, which includes Celeste and 30-plus Star Trek actors entitled Unbelievable. Nazim has done the storyboards and poster artwork. Uh, her and her husband have created the Art of Wellness collection, which features Nazim's holistically glazed paintings and artworks, uh, Celeste's books and pet products, their film work, their holistic modalities feature nutritional products, healing technologies, uh, such as Moxor, uh, the Beamer device, and their newest anti-aging venture called Simply Young. She's written a book entitled Celestial Trek, which shares how Star Trek has influenced her life over the years. Celeste and her veterinary writing partner, Jean Huff, um, books on holistic health care for pets are considered the best in their field, which include the award-winning Complete Guide to Holistic Cat Care and their latest book entitled Paleo Dog, uh, which share a lifestyle based on the principles of nurturing and nourishing our companion animals the way Mother Nature intended. So Celeste, tell me, besides the incredible documentary, Femme, um, what are you bringing to the conference? Well, I am bringing the the film film in in actual reality because we're going to screen it there. Having not heard everyone else speak so far, I'm not quite sure if Diana covered the red carpet event and a little we're bit. Hoping- um, we didn't talk about film in detail. I thought I would save it for you, uh, so you could talk a little bit about uh, about film and. Um, and you know what other materials? I think you're probably going to be talking about the paleo dog and uh, that sort of stuff at the conference too, maybe. Well, actually, my talk is entitled "Fem Women Healing the World," and the the talk that I'm going to give will be all encompassing, um, traveling back over a hundred thousand years of women being erased from history, the goddess culture being erased from history, a little bit about reproduction theory that our mutual friend Julia Stonehouse has shared with us, and how we can heal by healing our, how we can heal the planet by healing ourselves first and our animals and just reconnect with Mother Earth, learn how to ground, etc. And I did want to share that my brand new book, Paleo Dog, was released today. So at long last, <laughs> congratulations! The dog is on the move. <laughs> is wagging his tail finally? <laughs> wagging his tail, and um, before uh, we get to um, Nashville, I will be doing a couple of talks on the goddess and the paleo dog, the importance of animals to the goddess and women throughout history. 
So, um, you know, just as you left off speaking with uh, Jane and Diana, uh, Nazim and I snuck out today to see Maleficent. And you had talked about the crystals being part of Mother Earth. And when we first meet Maleficent, she meets a young human, and he has stolen something. He's stolen a piece of crystal, a piece of rough crystal. And she explains to him that he should come out and that what he has taken needs to be returned. And he opens his hand, and you see there's this rough piece of crystal in his hand. She takes it from him, and she throws it back into the water. He says, well, now, why did you do that? If I had known you were going to do that, I would have never given it back to you. And she said, well, that's where it belongs. And yeah, he, thought def- she w- he thought he was just throwing it away. Exactly. And that's yeah. just so perfect about kind of the way the male brain works and the female brain works. And it's it's so interesting that we are two sides of the same coin and virtually when one side of that coin begins to oppress the other side, the feminine side, whether it's in the masculine persona or even in the feminine persona, people can't heal, people can't be whole, people can't partner, people can't create, people can't appreciate the art that Mother Earth has given us. And I thought, first of all, I loved the movie. And second of all, I really felt that that little moment of the piece of crystal being returned to Mother Earth was so important because there's so much we do need to return to Mother Earth. So much yeah. on the body, mind, and spirit level. And I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a beautiful film, too. Um, Roy and I actually went and saw it last night. And it oh, was surprising, great. you know, uh, it, because it wasn't so much, you know, about... Uh, so you know, it, 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 I, I felt what really was awesome about it was how they they showed um, na- it was like nature versus man in a way. You know, here was man ready to take over the natural resources and destroy this beautiful place where that Maleficent and all the creatures of Earth lived. And you know, it was up to her to be the defender. You know, it was almost as if she was a you know a, a, a Mother Nature herself a little bit. You know. Uh, it, it was really beautiful. It was as if she was uh, an avatar, that mm-hmm. she was a creation goddess, she was a prote- protectress goddess, and um, it really spoke to goddess culture because there was so much feminine in it, so much femininity in it, and it's visually beautiful, and of course the end note is it's all about love, not revenge. And, right. Um, even though she, Maleficent, for those who haven't seen the film, she has plenty to, to revenge because she has been robbed of her power to a certain degree. And right. when she gets her power back, she, she herself reconnects to the powerful message of love. And yeah. um, that's what Goddess speaks to. Absolutely. Well, Celeste, um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Femme, since that's going to be the red carpet. You know, uh, we're going to walk down the red carpet and do the screening for Femme, uh, because there may be listeners out there who don't even know about the documentary. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's so wonderful to be in that film with you, Karen, because you're a major voice in, in the film. 
as is Marianne Williamson, Sharon Stone, Jean Houston, Jean Shinoda Bolin. Um, we could we could go on listing names forever. Um, many dear friends of ours are in the film. There's a hundred interviews of global female empowerment speakers from all ages and all walks of life all over the world, from a young 12-year-old girl on up to Barbara Marks Hubbard in her 80s, I I believe, Um, and even a brief glimpse of Maya Angelou, who just passed. Um, So it's a brilliant film where for 90 minutes people get to listen to women. And, you know, so many times we will hear from men or we'll even hear from some women, why didn't we have men in the film And again, in order to balance what's going on with patriarchy on the planet, it's just really pretty exciting to give women 90 minutes to speak and 90 minutes for people to listen to women speaking from their heart, covering 30,000, 40,000 years of history and her story on the planet. And what's so really remarkable about it is that the women in, the, in, in our documentary film are not talking about suppressing men or creating a matriarchy. They're talking exclusively about a partnership. And partnering with men will be truly the path to heal the planet. Um, I've heard it said that something is very interesting, that men are terrified that we would flip the, the whole demographic to a matriarchy and one, one of them very intelligently answered why they were afraid of this happening when I asked the question. And he said, well, in truth, I guess we men are afraid that you would do to us what we did to you. <laughs> and that kind of sets everybody on their heel for a moment because nowhere in history did women ever suppress men. We had egalitarian or equalitarian societies, as Rianne would say, Rianne Eisler would say, who's also in the film. So here we have um, 100 women for 90 minutes sharing these beautiful insights as to how we make this paradigm shift. Um, For those who are not familiar with them, it took over three years to make. Uh, About 400 women were originally interviewed. So (laughs) it's gone through quite a distillation process to um, even remain in the film, to have a voice or an image in the film whatsoever. My husband's art, is his beautiful paintings are in the film. And um, we went to many, many different countries, France, China, India, Africa, Brazil, just you name it, we were, we were there filming China. Um, and... It's a beautiful film. It's visually beautiful. It's powerful. And I know you agree with me that really everyone the world over should see it because it's a call to action. It's a call to stop complaining and criticizing and blaming and talking. It's a call to start doing something. It's a call to stand up and be counted and um, to... Really take action on the things that you're passionate about seeing happen on the planet and realizing also that no one is not significant enough to make a difference. We all matter. The butterfly effect, uh, Gaia Lovelock, Lovelock said so beautifully that 
the flutter of a butterfly's wings in the Brazilian rainforest directly affects a typhoon in Asia. So the realization that we are all important, that we are one people with mitochondrial DNA roots that go back to our mother Eve in Africa, that all women are related on this planet, that we're all equal. So um, should we talk a little bit about um, my passion in the film, Karen, what I, what I share about the well, prenatal well, if if you can maybe uh, you know give a few sound bites, Celeste, because we're starting to run a little bit out of time, because we're going to have to do a wrap. Um, but really? but you know, give us a little bit of a tease. Well, the the tease is that um, no matter what your choice is, whether you're going to choose to bring a child into the world or whether you don't, but once you've made that choice to bring forth new life. It's of critical importance for the mother and the father to realize that that fetal tissue is downloading everything that's going on around it. Every meal, every breath, every word, every sound, every emotion, what happens all around that pregnant mother is at effect to the fetal tissue. And one of the things that you know that I share in the film is how critically important that is because we're downloading belief systems into an unborn child that it's going directly into their subconscious mind. They don't have a conscious mind yet to be able to discern these belief systems. And so when the child is born and it grows, starts to grow up, it's still operating on this theta level, this subconscious imaginative level we don't move into the frequencies of full consciousness till say we're 9 10 11 12 years old where we clearly know that i am i and you are you so we kind of those first 8 9 10 years we live in this beautiful greater we kind of existence bubble if you will and then life switches dramatically to being all about the i and I think we all are trying to bring it back to being about the we. So the right. conscious, you know, the the consciousness of realizing that this new life is sacred, and then transmuting that to the birth and rebirth of our own 50 trillion cells in our own body, the birth and rebirth of ourselves. So even if we're not rebirthing or if we're not birthing babies onto the planet, we're rebirthing our own selves. So part of my teaching is taking that that same concept and rebirthing ourselves to be newer and um, better models, if you were, than we were uh, maybe even at birth, we we can change the paradigm and just keep getting better and better and better by putting the proper nutrients in our bodies, the proper thoughts and um, loving aspects into our head, and we can start to move through the world on a body, mind, and conscious level and be at effect and be the healing force that we discuss in FEM, Women Healing the World. 
Well, Celeste, thank you for that because Femme is a very important film and um, it should be required viewing. And listeners, if you're in if you're in Dubai, if you're in the UK, if you are somewhere where you are absolutely not going to be able to make it to Nashville for the conference, definitely go to the internet, go to the link Femme the movie. Uh, you can download this for a small fee. You can stream it for a small fee. Um, do the world a favor. Do yourself a favor. Look at it yourself. Share it with everyone you know. Do a movie night. Uh, buy a copy for your friends. This should be required viewing in every school, in every church, in every living room. Seriously, it's movies like this that will help us change the world. It's a courageous film and it offers solutions for a better world. Celeste, um, I am so looking forward to spending time with you in Nashville. Um, Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm looking forward to it as well. Lots of love to everybody and we're all going to hold hands and um, make the world a better place just by being together and sharing sharing all this um, incredible news that we will bring to this conference the good news the gospel there you go the goddess the goddess bible <laughs> that's right well well diana um why don't i uh give the rap to you um would would you like to say uh you got a, about two minutes here in conclusion uh to and remind folks where to sign up and the early bird special and um any any other vital information you can say in two minutes Okay. Um, I want to thank for Celeste for coming on and, and for you um, to mention that, you know, people can actually download that movie off the Internet uh, so they can view it if they can't make the conference because it is really important that uh, that, that message gets out to um, the world. And, um, you know, it's going to be a very exciting conference. Um, I can't wait until we, you know, get to July and we have all these wonderful, wonderful speakers that come in and um, teach us all of these things because we're, we're going to train. We're hitting every aspect of the goddess. And so in that, you know, you'll, you'll get knowledge. And um, I think that the friends that you make while you're at the conference, you're going to make some big connections with people. And it is all about connecting with others and then taking that knowledge and information to, to, to share with other people so that we can really uh, transform um, what we're trying to do here in, in, in connecting people. Um, again, the conference price is uh, the $333. And the filming, um, the red carpet event, is actually going to be open to the public, which those tickets will be sold out of the Ryman to the public. So that's a separate cost um, for people that are not attending the conference. If you're attending the conference, then you know, you're going to be in the VIP seats um, at the actual filming and red carpet. So I wanted to mention that as well. And um, like I said, we're going to be at the Four Seasons Hotel um, for the actual conference sessions, and we'll go to the Parthenon. There's just so many exciting things happen, happening. So if you have any questions, um, you can email me at info at divoflightnetwork.com. If you um, have any kinds of questions or special needs, let me know. And um, to sign up for the conference, if you sign up quickly, you'll be able to um, uh, 
be included in that past life uh, regression. So if any of you think you might be a god or a goddess from the past life, um, that may be a way to uh, find out if you're in that class. And um, just go to our website for any more information. We're also on Facebook. You can look up any of our names on Facebook and find us and add us as friends. We'd love to have you as friends and start to uh, to, to meet people that are going to be attending. So I don't know okay. if there's anything else I need to cover. I think I covered all of it. <laughs> no, I think I think you have, and and well done, and, Diana. Thank you. Well, I, Thank I you so much. Um, for for being here tonight. One more Thank you thing. for putting the conference um, together. Looking, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I was going to say one more thing. I am looking for um, a few vendors. So if anyone's interested in um, being a vendor, um, just uh, email me on the website, and um, I can get them the information. I almost forgot to add that. I have okay. room for a few more. Room okay. for vendors. Don't miss the opportunity. Yes. Come sell your cool stuff to a wonderful group of people who will appreciate it. Well, Diana, thank you so much for everything you're doing, and I look forward to seeing you in Nashville. And thank you for having all of us on tonight. It was great. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. And we, we don't have Bamboo with us, but uh, we look forward to uh, being with her and uh, in Nashville as well. She herself will also uh, be contributing a lot to our uh, our long weekend. So we'll see her yes, in Nashville too. Okay, yes. good night, Diana. Okay, see you soon. thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, listeners, uh, as we wrap things up tonight, uh, let me just remind you, I am very excited to announce the long-awaited trip to visit Goddess Sites of Turkey is coming in May 2015. Uh, The itinerary is on the drawing board as we speak. Uh, Turkey is an incredible melting pot of goddess cultures. It's a diamond in the rough. You know, they are not on the euro yet, so it's still cheap to go there. Uh, If you've been looking for a wonderful pilgrimage, um, think about this. Uh, This one is is the one to take. It's for women and men. We're going to keep the group to around 20 people. And uh, you will be able to uh, see what used to be called Anatolia, home of the nourishing mother, home to Isis, Cabelli, Mary, Kubaba, Aphrodite, Magna Mater, and many more goddesses. And that museum in uh, Ankara is just superb. Uh, Also closer to home, Saturday, June 7th, I'm at the Long Beach Women's Spirit Fair. Come visit me at my table. I'll have all my books and other delightful items to sell and information to share. And hey, uh, if you have not had a chance yet to pick up my book, Goddess Calling, it truly does show how we can have an alternative to patriarchy and how goddess spirituality sets us free. That's why it's called liberation theology, and that's theology with an A. I've been getting rave reviews. People actually are emailing me, say they can't put it down, and that makes me feel oh so good. Um, Tomorrow uh, is my regularly scheduled show, and I have a great one for you, I think. I'll be sharing with you a short essay by Glennis Livingstone, Ph.D., called Feminism and the Future of Religion, and my guest is uh, very much in sync with that. She is Zohara Hieronymus, discussing the future of human experience, Senate Sisterhood, Lady Liberty, the Good Earth Society, and other topics shedding light on that paradigm shift that's going to change the world. And remember, listeners, be proud. You are the cognitive minority, so speak out. Help shift 
help shift the world paradigm by being who you are, walking your talk, believing what you believe. We are the women and men changing the world. And when things feel like they're getting tough, remember what Gandhi said. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. So good luck to Marianne Williamson tonight, our sister in the movie Femme. She is running for Congress. Uh, when I get off the show with you tonight, I'm going to be... I'm going to be checking out the results to see if uh, she might make the runoff. So we wish her well. Good night, dear listeners. Uh, tune in tomorrow night. I look forward to seeing you then. <laughs>